It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Uh, before I open the mics and get you questions, you love stories, which I'm always looking forward to, let me share with you that quote I found on Instagram about relationships, and I believe in it 110%. And especially if you're a woman, tell me if you agree with that one. To make a woman happy, give her three things. Attention, affection, and appreciation. That, I believe, is true. And I believe you will agree with me. And if you don't, or you have a questions about your relationship, call me, 855-905-8255. Welcome to the rendezvous. If you have a question for me, dial in, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Céline. Bonjour. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Bonjour, Céline. Welcome to the rendezvous. What is up with you tonight? How can I help you? Well, Simon, um, I have a, a question that I think a lot of people might have, too. Um, I'm on a strict diet for me. It's due to medical reasons, and I know other people diet for various reasons. So I think I'm not alone in this. Okay. I found it very difficult to have relationships since these restrictions. There's no end in sight to the diet, and I'm trying to wait to get healthier so I can date. But, man, mm-hmm. life is short. Like, how can I date when I'm on a super restricted diet without coming off as high maintenance and stuff like that, you know, like. I understand. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this so we, so I can get a better picture. What exactly mm-hmm. is your diet that would affect the first date or second date? What is it, your, your, your restriction? <laughs> they have me on eight dietary restrictions. So I, I basically can't have anything like, it's like, what can you have is really what people say when I start to say that. And, it's easier just to cook for myself, you know? Um, so, just, okay. So, but uh, you can have coffee or tea, right? Yes, I can have tea. I can okay. Have tea. So, so here's the thing where I really want to encourage you to go out there. If a mm-hmm. man likes you, he likes you for who you are. And, and I'm a guy. We don't really care. It's not something that, you know, we don't, the date is not about what you're going to eat or drink. The date is all about what you're going to say, the chemistry, what you're going to mm-hmm. feel. And so I would really want you to just go to the date and not talk about any restriction. For now, it's nobody's business. You go there, and then after a couple of second days, the guy says, you're not eating. You just say, well, I have restrictions. And then you eat what you want to eat or don't eat what you cannot eat. And you just go for a couple you know, dates that are mostly about you know, coffee, tea, or whatever you can drink, for instance, where you're comfortable, and go okay. from there. But if a man likes you, Celine, he doesn't uh-huh. care what you eat, what you drink, and sometimes even what you smoke. So, <laughs> fair point. <laughs> you got to chill. You just go to that date and just go from there. Don't talk about it. It, oh. comes, it comes later. There's no reason to talk about that at the beginning. You go for coffee, nobody will know. And then a couple oh. of days later, maybe so. Okay? Fair enough. That makes sense. Okay, okay. Perfect. All right, well, good luck to you, Celine. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling, and have Thank a good you. night. Bonsoir. Thank you. You too. Bonsoir. <laughs> Talking of dates, what are the things that make you really nervous before you go to a first date? We're going to talk about that next on The Rendezvous. When you go on a first date, what makes you nervous? What are the things that you think about before you go to that first date, right? So I would say the first thing I'm thinking about is, you know, what am I going to wear, I'll be honest, you know, a leather jacket, a blazer, uh, jeans, or, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. I think everybody does think like this. The second thing is, you know, what am I going to say? <laughs> right. Although, 
I must admit, I love asking questions. So for me, that's that's not so difficult. But uh, I would say what makes me anxious is to be rejected. What if I like you and you don't like me on the first date? Because, you know, when we meet finally for the first time, there is this moment of truth. Either you have a click or not. So I want to share with you an experience of a very, very bad first date I had. Just for fun. Stay with me. That's next. Have you ever had a date that went really, really bad? Like Breaking Bad bad. <laughs> I, I did. Back in Paris in the days. So I was introduced to that wonderful woman, an English person. And I reserved this very nice French restaurant. We arrived there. And she looked at the menu and puts it down right away. And she says, I want a hamburger. A hamburger? I said, there's no hamburger. I said, it's a French restaurant. You can have a steak, you can have chicken, you can have fish. I want a hamburger. And she, she yelled at the waiter who didn't have any hamburger. I said, listen, but it's like, if we go to Italy and we eat in an Italian restaurant, I'm going to have, you know, some pasta, maybe some risotto, maybe a fish. I'm not going to ask for hamburger. It went so bad, she threw a glass of water at me and left the restaurant. What a nightmare. So I don't know if you had a bad date. I'm going to put it on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio. What's the worst date you've ever had? Share with me, because... We want to know all about this. You call us next, 855-905-8255. Do you have a doubt about your relationship? Just call me, 855-905-8255. Antonia, bonjour. What is going on? Bonjour, Simon. Um, so I am in kind of a sticky situation. Me and my boyfriend have been together for a year and a half now, and uh, we met while he was doing study abroad in the United States, and he is from Sweden. And for the last year and a half, we've been going back and forth between here and Sweden, trying to make sure that we spend, you know, enough time in both places and doing long distance on each side. But mm-hmm. we're going to have to figure out, you know, long term something out. And I'm a little torn on whether or not I should just move to Sweden and, and try to do that or if I should say, you know, I would like to stay here in the States, but I'm just, I'm a little stuck. Oh, I see. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how much are you in love with this man? Definitely a 10. Okay. Uh, how much do you believe there's a future with this man? I think a strong eight. Okay. Why not a 10? What is it? Because either way, one of us is going to have to leave our family and technically I mean our country um, yep. and we can come back of course but that's just such a strong thing to do it is it is I left my own country when I came to the United States uh, 20 years ago so I understand that uh, my final question is in your intuition Antonia do you believe you should be the one moving or he should be moving I feel like he should be moving alright here's the answer if your intuition believes he should be moving, then he should be moving because there's something about here. Is that your family? Do you think it's what? What is the the cause of your intuition saying that? I feel like he, as an engineer, could definitely find a job anywhere um, in in the world, really. Um, but for the most part, with my career, I feel like it's mostly based here in the states and stuff, and I. I'm having a really hard time trying to give that up. Plus, as you know, whether you go to Europe and Sweden or whether you go to the United States, it's a very complicated thing to get a work permit for either one. So mm-hmm. 
I would try to um, do everything I can so it comes here. But you've got to realize, one of you is going to have to be very frustrated for six months, a year, until they get this work permit. So look at the financial part of it. Look at the emotional side of it. Look at the fair part of it. Together, together, not separately. And then decide mm-hmm. what's best, okay? Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome and have a good night. Next, I gotta go to my email and help that person who's really wondering, is there any good reason at any time to ghost on somebody? I'm gonna explain what's going on next. You have a question for me, but you can't dial in. Send it to me by email at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what is up with Tina and her guy? All right, so Tina says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Tina. I've been seeing someone for six years, but we are not in a boyfriend-girlfriend labeled relationship. I've come to accept that we are friends with benefits, and I know he is perfectly happy with this because his wants and needs are being fully met, but mine are not. I know I have to say enough and be the one to draw the line and walk away, but every time I try, I find myself sucked back in either because he modifies his behavior for a few weeks or I end up questioning myself when before I was so strong. It's a cycle I can't break free of. So my question is, since we are not in a relationship, is it wrong or immature for me to just walk away, essentially ghosting? Well, that's a good question. When you're in a friends with benefit situation, does that give you the right to end it by ghosting? I'm going to answer that question next. If you were in a friends with benefit situation, and let's say you want out, do you think because you're in that friends with benefit situation, you can ghost on the person? Do you think it's the right thing to do? Do you think it's okay because of that situation? Is what is asking me Tina by email. So, Tina, I don't think so. Here's how it goes. All you got to do is say, it's not working out for me, and I'm not going to see you anymore. That's the right way to do. If you can't say it, You can text it. And if you can't text it, you can message it. And I guess, really, if there is nothing else you can do, you can always ghost. But my advice is do the right way, which is just, like, give notice. Just like leaving an apartment. When you're renting an apartment before you leave, you send a notice. Same thing with a relationship. When you want to leave the relationship, you send a notice. I'm done. It's not working out for me. And you move on. That's my advice. You do the right way. You'll feel good. You call the next 855-905. 8255. You want to ask me a question about your relationship? Dial in 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Marie. What's going on? Yes. Um, I don't know if maybe this is a problem or not, but um, I trust my boyfriend completely. You know, I love him very much, and I know he would never do anything to hurt me. But for some reason, I have been sneaking around, like, looking at his messages and stuff, and... I don't really know, like, why I'm doing that, and I feel bad because, like, I'm sure one day he's going to catch me doing that. And and if I trust him so much, why am I still feeling like I need to go through all his texts? Okay, so I know you have the answer to that. So let let me help you discover that answer. You said if you continue to snoop on him, which is stealing in his information, you're going to get caught, right? Right. If you get caught, he's going to be mad at you. Yes. He may even break up with you. Yes. Okay, so why do you think you do everything you can so he breaks up with you? So you think I'm trying to get him to break up with me? I think so. If somebody robs banks over and over again, 
they all want to get caught. Otherwise, they would stop robbing banks. If you right. keep snooping and snooping and stealing his information, you know you're going to get caught. You told me yourself. So now let's go back to the root. Why do you think you do everything you can to get out of this relationship? What's missing? I don't think there's anything missing, though. I think I'm just, you know, very... Um, I've been hurt before in the past, and, and I just want to make sure that doesn't happen again. But what is you missing... Know? It's one word that starts with a T. What is missing between you and your boyfriend? Oh, trust. Yes, trust. You don't trust him. And this is the thing. Without trust, you can't grow the tree of love. Without trust, there is no relationship. Without trust, there's no friendship. Without trust, there is absolutely nothing but two strangers spending time together. Yeah, that is true. He's given me no reason not to trust him. So it's just very strange, you know. It's not strange. It's something inside of you wants to sabotage this relationship. You want to destroy something good. I'm not a yes. shrink, so I don't know the why. That's not my job. But I can tell you <laughs> something. I'm glad you called me, and I would like you to reflect on this thing. Why do I want to destroy a good thing? And once you have the answer, talk about it with him. Okay? Okay. Thank you so much. I hope that helps you. Uh, but it I, does. Good. Thank you so much for calling. Good luck to you, Mary, and have a good night. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. By the way, do you want to know the signs of relationship sabotage? Stay with me. They're coming up next. What do you think are the signs that you're sabotaging your relationship? First of all, excessive or unfair critiquing of your partner, right? So anything she or he does, not good enough, not fast enough, not tasteful enough, it's cooking, whatever it is, never good enough. Avoiding ooh-la-la, right? So any reason not to be, not to intimate. Difficulty trusting, you know. Feeling insecure, you feel like on edge. And all that are the signs that, you know, you, you're going to try to maneuver into that relationship to sabotage the relationship. The next question is, but what do you really want to say through all those signs? of sabotaging your relationship. What is it you're not saying, actually? I'll tell you that next. Have you ever sabotaged a relationship by criticizing your partner too often, by, by being excessively unfair, by avoiding ooh-la-la, and you wonder why? For one single reason. When you start acting like sabotaging your relationship, you are unhappy. That's why we do it. We break something because we're unhappy. And when you realize this, before it goes too far, maybe you just sit down and write on a piece of paper all the reasons you think you're sabotaging the relationship. It may equal to you want out, and that's totally okay. Or you may just say, I'm going too far, I'm being unfair, let me fix what we've done with a good compromise. Just remember, all the signs of sabotaging your relationship are red flags for you to realize something is up and unspoken. And then you can take it from there and fix it or exit it. That depends what's best for you. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Paulette, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Paulette. I know you told my producers you have a wonderful love story you want to share with us tonight. I think it's pretty wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, I... Um, 
my fiance now, um, he uh, he knows that I've really been wanting a Labrador Retriever puppy, and um, but you know I I was you know concerned that you know I would be taking care of it all by myself and you know on my work schedule and all. Um, but anyways, he uh, he went out and he got me this really sweet lab pup, and he attached a little package to his collar, mm-hmm. and. When he handed me the puppy, he um, said, don't forget to open his little present for you. And when I opened it, it was a really gorgeous ring. And um, he got down on his knee and asked me if I would not just marry him, but share raising this pup together. So I just found it really romantic. It is romantic, and it's also very sweet. It's a sweet proposal. So what did you say? I said yes. (laughs) <laughs> you got me all worked up. I was going to say, what did she say? All right, Brett, you said yes. Congratulations. I mean, listen, every different proposal story that I've heard the last you know, year that we've been doing love stories is fascinating, inspirational, and this one is unique too. So thank you so much for, for sharing that story, Paulette, and congrats. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Stay with me. More Rendezvous is next. Question for you. Do you go into a first date expecting to at least pay for your part or all of it? That question I actually posted on my Instagram. Check out my social media at Rendezvous Radio. There's great polls and always great stuff we put up there. And here's the results of the vote. So you voted, yes, I expect to pay at least part of the first date. 81% of you said I do. And only 19% of you said, nope, I don't go into a date expecting to at least pay for part of it. I'm part of the 81% that expects to always pay all of it, but with pleasure and joie de vivre. That's what I believe is the right way to go. But I'm old school, so that's a personal preference. Uh, Thank you so much for being with me tonight. Really a big, big thank you for tuning in, and I wish you une bonne nuit. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.